Total Energies with some massive announcements last week. I'll go over just how much hydrogen they want and give my thoughts on today's Hydrogen Podcast. So the big questions in the energy industry today are, how is hydrogen the primary driving force behind the evolution of energy? Where is capital being deployed for hydrogen projects globally? And where are the best investment opportunities for early adopters who recognize the importance of hydrogen? I will address the critical issues and give you the information you need to deploy capital. Those are the questions that will unlock the potential of hydrogen, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Paul Rodden, and welcome to the Hydrogen Podcast. First, in a press release on September 14th, Total Energies and Air Liquide joined forces on green hydrogen to decarbonize the Normandy platform. Total Energies and Air Liquide have signed an agreement for the long-term supply of green and low-carbon hydrogen for the Total Energies refining and petrochemical platform in Normandy. The project will contribute to the decarbonization of the Gonfavrile site, reducing its CO2 emissions by up to 150,000 tons a year. This cooperation between Air Liquide and Total Energies is aligned with the two companies' shared commitment to contributing to decarbonize the industrial operations in the Axine Corridor. This project calls for the supply of 10,000 tons of green hydrogen per year to the Total Energies platform in Normandy and up to 5,000 tons a year of low-carbon hydrogen starting from the second half of 2026. It's comprised of two integrated parts, the first part being the production of green and low-carbon hydrogen by the Normandy Electrolyzer, which will be built and operated by Air Liquide with a total electrical capacity of 200 megawatts. Total Energies will have access to half of this production capacity corresponding to the amount of hydrogen supplied to its refinery. The second part is that Total Energies will supply around 700 gigawatt hours per year of renewable and low carbon power to the air liquid electrolyzer for half of its capacity or around 100 megawatts corresponding to the share of hydrogen delivered to the Total Energies refinery in Normandy. In a quote from Bernard Penatel, president in refining at Total Energies, this partnership with Air Liquide is a new step in Total Energy's ambition to decarbonize the hydrogen used by its refineries in Europe by 2030. By supplying the electrolyzer with renewable electricity from solar and wind projects, Total Energies is making the most of its positioning as an integrated power supplier. And in a quote from Pascal Venet, Executive Vice President and a member of Air Liquide's Executive Committee supervising notably Europe industry activities, this memorandum of understanding with Total Energies illustrates our ability to offer concrete decarbonization solutions to our customers. Air Liquide Normandy High will contribute to the decarbonization trajectory of our assets. It is also in line with our commitment to accompany the industry and mobility sectors in their path to reducing their carbon footprint. Our collaboration with Total Energies also strengthens hydrogen development in Normandy. Supported by the French state and the European Union, Air Liquide Normandy High Project confirms our commitment to develop renewable and low-carbon hydrogen production by electrolysis technology at industrial scale. Okay, this press release was back-ended by another press release from Total Energies on the same day with the headline, Decarbonizing Refining, Total Energies launches a call for tenders for the supply of 500,000 tons per year of green hydrogen. 
It says, as part of the drive to decarbonize its European refineries, Total Energies is launching a call for tenders for the supply of 500,000 tons per year of green hydrogen. The use of green hydrogen should avoid the emission of around 5 million tons of CO2 each year from the company's European refineries by 2030. Total Energies has six refineries in Europe. Antwerp in Belgium, Leuna in Germany, Zeeland in the Netherlands, Normandy, Donge and Faison, the three of those located in France, as well as two biorefineries in Lamide and Grand Puits in France, all of which use hydrogen. The company wants to replace 500,000 tons per year of this hydrogen consumed in its refineries with green hydrogen produced with renewable energies by 2030. This is a major step towards achieving Total Energy's objective of reducing the net greenhouse gas emissions directly linked to its oil and gas operations by 40% by 2030 compared to 2015 levels. In a quote from Patrick Poyan, chairman and CEO of Total Energies, this massive call for tenders is fully aligned with Total Energy's ambition to decarbonize all of the hydrogen used in its European refineries by 2030 alongside other green and low-carbon hydrogen production projects that the company is already undertaking at Lamide, Grand Puits, Leuna, and Normandy, we are now approaching third-party providers to supply us with green hydrogen to accelerate the decarbonization of our operations. As a consequence, by offering to various worldwide suppliers the opportunity to secure medium and long-term contracts with Total Energies, we trust we will benefit from the most competitive solutions they've developed. Okay, I need to break away from the story for a second to share a quick word from our sponsor. From water electrolyzers to flow batteries and fuel cells, Nafion proton exchange membranes play a major role in advancing the hydrogen economy. Through their high conductivity, superior strength, and chemical durability, Nafion membranes provide the performance needed to make green hydrogen safer, more sustainable, and more affordable. Learn how Nafion ion exchange materials support the decarbonization of energy across the globe at www.nafion.com. Now, back to the show. Total Energies is committed to reducing the carbon footprint of producing, converting, and supplying energy to its consumers. One of the levers identified by the company is to use green or low-carbon hydrogen to decarbonize its European refineries, a move that should help reduce its CO2 emissions by around 5 million tons a year by 2030. In addition to this call for tenders, hydrogen-related projects have already been announced at 1. Lamide, which is the Masaila project to produce green hydrogen for the biorefineries' needs, is in progress and in partnership with Engie. At Grand Puits, in November 2022, Total Energies and Air Liquide signed a partnership agreement to develop an innovative circular system for producing 20,000 tons a year of hydrogen that is partly renewable thanks to the recycling of residual biogas from the biorefinery. At Leuna, in 2023 June, Total Energies and VNG a German natural gas distribution company signed an agreement for the future supply of green hydrogen to the Leuna refinery. And in Normandy, which we just covered, in September of 2023, Total Energies and again Air Liquide signed an agreement for the future supply of up to 15,000 tons per year of green and low-carbon hydrogen to the Total Energies complex in Normandy. 
Okay, so 500,000 tons a year of hydrogen is an astronomical amount. And with this announcement, I can envision every single electrolytic hydrogen provider around the world is busy at work throwing their hat into the ring to be a supplier. Now, there are two main points that I can identify with both of these press releases. The first is the sheer volume announced that they're pursuing. Of the eight refineries listed in the second press release, they've only announced the target usable amount of hydrogen for two of them, Grand Puits and Normandy, both of these totaling only 35,000 tons a year, meaning over 450,000 tons a year will be divided for the remaining refineries in Belgium, Germany, Netherlands, and France. We also know that Germany and the Netherlands both have strong aspirations for hydrogen utilization. Now, will that help or hinder Total Energies from getting the needed hydrogen in those respective countries? And will the EU regulations around how the hydrogen was created play a factor into how quickly this hydrogen can be delivered? Which brings me to my second point. Both of these press releases mention both green and low carbon hydrogen. We all know that hydrogen generated from natural gas is frowned upon in Europe, but the fact remains that using natural gas as the feedstock is vastly more economical and will be much more readily available. Neom is still quite a ways away from being able to deliver their vast amounts of hydrogen, and it would seem like the large majority of Australian hydrogen is already spoken for in Asia. So if the timelines for getting these refineries switched to hydrogen is as short as they've stated, we could be looking at large amounts of SMR, ATR, nuclear, and possibly methane pyrolysis hydrogen supporting this conversion. And now, before I sign off today, I want to let all of our UK and Europe listeners know that our good friend Bridget Von Dorsten at Wood McKinsey is going to be speaking at the Wood McKinsey Hydrogen Conference 2023 that's happening September 20th in London, which is in a couple of days by the time this episode airs. If you're in the area, I highly recommend attending. Bridget is a high flyer in the industry and an expert, and it is worth hearing what she has to say. Actually, you know, there are a number of really good speakers on this list that I would really be excited to hear from. Sebastian from High24, Marita from H2 Green Steel. Now, they have been making some headlines recently, BP, Uniper, Lindy. It's an impressive collection. Claude from Woodmac is going to speak, which is really great. And the hydrogen manager from the port of Antwerp is going to be speaking at the event. I think it would be interesting to hear how that project is coming along. I really think they could write the blueprint on how hydrogen port infrastructure is built. Anyway, I think it would be a great conference if you can make it. And speaking of conferences, I would also like to announce that I have been asked again to moderate a panel at Reuters Hydrogen North America Conference in October and chair a discussion on the hydrogen demand side. I am honored to be a part of this conference and excited to talk about the future of hydrogen. If you come to the conference, please find me so we can connect. Although, I'll warn you, I might talk about our new hydrogen site selection software I just launched called the H2 Advantage. The software will give your company a clear, competitive advantage when seeking guidance on feedstock availability, offtake opportunities, and the best hydrogen location analytics to maximize project profitability. I look forward to the conference and hope to see you all there. All right, that's it for me, everyone. If you have a second, I would really appreciate it if you could leave a good review on whatever platform it is that you listen to. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, YouTube, whatever it is. That would be a tremendous help to the show. 
And as always, if you ever have any feedback, you're welcome to email me directly at info at thehydrogenpodcast.com. So until next time, keep your eyes up and honor one another. Hey, this is Paul. I hope you liked this podcast. If you did and want to hear more, I'd appreciate it if you would either subscribe to this channel on YouTube or connect with your favorite platform through my website at www.thehydrogenpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. I very much appreciate it. Have a great day.